So anyway, I'm Jim Hiller, and um, this is my story. So um, the my wife, Wendy, and I and our three girls started attending Grace about 17 years ago, and it's been quite a journey. Um, just to warn you all, I'm still going through puberty, so my voice may crack a little bit. Um, the... Um, so I first was introduced to Jesus uh, before I can ever remember. My um, family um, went to church most Sundays, um, but I'll be honest, I never really cared for church. I really never paid attention in church. Um, I never felt like I got much, much out of it. And when we weren't in church, um, we didn't talk about God in our house. We didn't have a Bible in the house that I know of. We may have. I, I never saw it. Um, we didn't say prayers in our house, even grace. And so it was pretty much just for that one hour on Sunday. The only time I remember praying is that I would lay in bed praying that my parents overslept so I wouldn't have to go to church that day. Um, so, um, so, but on the other hand, my parents, they lived the Ten Commandments. Um, they were just good people. They um, treated everybody well. They were honest. They were hardworking. They lived within their means, and they were just good people. So, um, and then when I got in high school, we just kind of quit going to church, and um, and then we moved to Georgia. I went off to Athens to go to school, and then I moved to Atlanta for about six years and was in the restaurant business. And then I went off to medical school and um, met Wendy there, and we ended up getting married, and went did my residency up in Charlotte. And I bring all that up because that whole length of time um, before we started having kids from when I quit going to church to then um, was probably close to 30 years. And during that time, only two people that I can remember ever invited me to do anything to do with church. One was in high school, a uh, friend of mine down the street asked me to go to church camp. And I thought, yeah, that'd be fun, because he told me how much fun it was and everything. But then he never asked again, and I didn't bring it up, and so I never went. And then the second time was in medical school. A friend of mine who um, was in respiratory therapy school, she um, asked me to church, and we went... But then the following week, she graduated and moved away. Those are the only, only two times I ever remember um, anybody encouraged me to, to kind of get to know Jesus. So we and I ended up moving here to Statesboro, and by then we'd already had our, our oldest daughter, Claire. And we knew we wanted to raise our children in the church. So we... Um, and the other thing is you can't be a doctor in a small town in South Georgia without going to church because everybody asks you about it. So, um, so we went to church, and we went to a big, big Baptist church downtown. I won't name any names. Um, and um, I went to Sunday school, and then we would go to the church service. And the pastor was great. Um, we loved him. Um, but Sunday school really bothered me because although there were some good lessons, um, the hypocrisy that I saw really turned me away from the church. Um, 
there was three doctors in my Sunday school class that I worked with at the hospital. And they were very outspoken in Sunday school. They would quote scripture. They would, they would talk like all the time. But then come Monday morning, I would see them yelling at the nurses. They would um, throw instruments around. You know, they'd throw instruments around the operating room. They just treat people bad. And I thought, <clears throat> if this is Christianity, you know, what am I doing? And so, you know, at the time, I, the whole time I was out of the church, I really, you know, seriously doubted that, that all, any of this was real. And um, about that time, Wendy's, grandpa, or Wendy's father died, and then she really started getting involved and um, reading the Bible and stuff. And I remember asking her asking me to get more involved, and, and I just couldn't do it. Um, but then our pastor retired, and um, things changed. We decided to start looking for a new church. We ended up here at Grace. And the interesting thing about here at Grace is we would always sit over here, and I remember every service, Mike, um, Pastor Mike would be up here talking, and then I'd realize he's talking to me. Um, you know, this this message is about me, and and after doing that week after week, I wondered why are these people all coming here to this church to listen to him preach to me? Um, <laughs> and so, um, so anyway, I, you know, I started. His message just really resonated with me, and I thought more and more about, um, you know, about all this. And then um, one day I was in a bookstore, and um, there's this book about space, and I think this is kind of ironic because John just talked about space last week. Um, but there was this big coffee table book, and it's something I don't usually buy, but for some reason I, I decided to buy it. And I took it home, and it had all these beautiful pictures in it, and, and I read the whole thing front to back, and it was it talked about the Earth and planets and solar systems and galaxies and just how vast our universe is. But the very last chapter was a book was a um, chapter about the Big Bang. And the theory is with the Big Bang is that everything in the entire universe was compressed down into an infinitesimally small speck that, within a split microsecond, exploded. And the scientists in me thought, there's absolutely no way, unless there's a God. And that's kind of what made me start thinking, you know, maybe I need to look into this more. Um, and so um, that's kind of when I became, you know, Mike always talks about the table with the three chairs. And, and so for the longest time, but the vast majority of my life, I was a skeptic. And so this was the first time that, I, um, I kind of considered myself a new believer, and I started um, reading the Bible and doing Bible studies with a couple groups of people and just learning more and more. Um, sorry, i got to blow my nose. Um, oh, yeah. So... Um, but there was just something missing. And one day I was having lunch with a group of guys, 
and we, we're talking about church and, and Jesus and all that. And, and finally, I just got up the courage, and I asked him. I said, you know, I'm doing all this. I'm reading. I'm, I'm doing Bible studies. I'm participating in everything. I said, but I just don't feel that connection with Jesus. This is when I really go through puberty, so excuse me. Um, so one of the guys stopped, and he said, he said, you can't, you can't learn your way into God's life. Um, you just have to ask. And so... Um, he said, you know, you just need to go to a quiet place um, and ask. And so that night I did. I, um, <clears throat> I was in my room, and the lights were turned down low, and I just opened my arms. And the first time in my life... Um, I pray to Jesus. And I asked him to um, take control of my life and to be my Savior. And then I went to bed that night, and I felt good about things. But the next day I woke up, and there was just a piece about me that I've had ever since then. Uh, and it really changed my life. So... The um, sorry that made me lose my train of thought. So, you know, through all this, um, how has becoming a Christ follower changed my life? And so, the biggest thing is, is I can call myself a Christ follower. I finally moved to that third chair around the table. And now it's my turn to try and bring others to Christ. Um, when you become a Christ follower, I kind of, I kind of liken it to going to see a really great movie or going to a really good restaurant. You know, you go see a really good movie, and you come out of there and you're like, oh, "That was so good, I got to tell people." And you go to work or you go to school or whatever, and you're like, "Oh, you got to go see this." Um, well, it's kind of like that, but a thousand times better because it can change your life in such a way that um, that you just want other people to, to experience it. Um, the, it. It really makes you know or makes you understand why the disciples, with what they experienced, why they went and spread Christianity throughout the world because... Um, because they realized, you know, who Jesus was. So, um, and then um, the other thing is that the, the other thing I learned is that you know becoming a Christian doesn't mean that we have to be perfect. Um, we all sin. Um, the um, we all sin, but. But Jesus died for our sins. Um, sometimes I sin. 
I fall, I stumble, I fall. Um, sometimes I upset those around me. I hurt the ones I love. Um, but I turn to God and I ask for forgiveness. And I just, I just strive to be better and better each time. Um, so what do I want others to get from this? Um, in Matthew um, 28, verse 19, um, Jesus told us, he said, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Um, he didn't ask. He didn't say if you want to or if you have time to. Um, he said go. Um, and that's, that's his greatest commandment, that we need to spread the word. This country needs this more than anything at this point. Um, we're just, so many, so many people are turning further and further away from God, and, and it's time to turn the ship around. Um, the, um, the other thing is it's never too late. You know, I spent 30-something years outside the church, um, but when, my, when I opened my arms and asked Jesus into my life, he was right there waiting for me. Um, my mother, who's 85 this year, she, um, she grew up Catholic. And then when she married my father, um, we went to a different church. But then after my father passed away several years ago, she started going to the Catholic church again. Well, she called me this past weekend and said that um, she started going to a Baptist church about four months ago. And she called me, and I could hear her crying. <clears throat> Sorry. I could hear her crying on the other end. Because um, she said that she committed her life to Jesus. So, so it's never too late. Um, the other thing is that um, there was a video on TikTok. I love TikTok. Um, <laughs> but uh, there's a video of this guy, and he talks about shoulder taps. And he said that he gave this story about how he was in a restaurant, and he and his wife were in this restaurant. And this older woman came in, this elderly woman, and sat down not too far from him. And she just kept, he kept noticing how just um, elegant and beautiful this woman was. And so when they got done eating, he walked over to her. And he told her, he said, he knelt down, he said, I just want to tell you how lovely you look today. And um, the lady looked at him and said, um, you know, she thanked him, and she said that, um, I can't remember exactly how it goes. She thanked him and said that her husband had just died three months ago. And her husband told her that every day. So, so what the guy was saying is that, God taps us on the shoulder sometimes. He taps us on the shoulder 
to tell people things or to do things for people. And we need to listen to them shoulder taps. When I was in that bookstore, he tapped on my shoulder to buy that book. So, just one last thing. Kind of one last thing. Um, the other thing I love is, is uh, Instagram. But I'm not on there very much anymore. But there was a meme on there a long time ago. And it said, um, he said, your life may be the only Bible that some people read. And so, live your life in a way that lets people know that there's no doubt that you're a Christian. Um, just treat people good and love people. Um, Curtis, my new brother-in-law, has a shirt that says, love so radically that others wonder why. Um, and then um, the, the last thing is that, um, you know, when I, when I truly became a Christ follower, I asked Mike, I'm like, you know, what do I do now? How do I do this? And he said, you know, don't worry about what to do. Just pray to Jesus and talk to Jesus. And he will show you how to spread the word. Um, and so that's what I do. I just try to treat others good. And I try to bring him up whenever I can. Um, and I just found that if you commit your life to Jesus, that it'll happen. So I appreciate you letting me get up here and talk. Sorry about that.